Hey everybody, welcome to Row Hunting Resources Podcast. All right, it is Sunday night, January 29th, um, 2023. And wow, what a difference a few hours can make because I spent a good period of time today, well, over this past week, to be honest, and then these past couple days, and then a lot today, trying to put together my thoughts and ideas and what I wanted to talk about uh, tonight for Monday's podcast. When you're listening to this, um, as I've said before, my original goal for the, the podcast was to be able to have a podcast come out to you guys every Monday. So that way, the start of the week, you had something to chew on and really uh, dive into, either dive into and digest or just just flat out enjoy. Uh, and I really do want to do that. <clears throat> but the problem when you, when you say it's a fixed timeline and you say every Monday I'm going to come out with a discussion, every Monday I'm going to have a podcast, the, the problem is is suddenly the arbitrary nature of the timeline becomes the driver of the podcast. Meaning, if I tell you I'm going to have a podcast every Monday morning, if I'm just, if I don't have shit to talk about, or if I'm just having a rough week and there's just stuff going on and I'm getting to, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just, I'm just not in it. The my, I, my my brain isn't in it, and etc. Blah 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 blah. And I, it's one thing if I have a guest and I can I can chime in and, and jump on with a guest and and I can feed off the energy of that guest. But if it's just me sitting here in front of the microphone talking, um, there are going to be times where just other shits going on and there's stuff going on, and I'm going to get to some of what's building here, where it's just. If I if I'm if I'm forced to just put some content out so that it's there for you on a at a fixed timeline, the quality of that particular episode, the quality of that content for that uh, that 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 effort is going to be less than what it probably could have been had I just had a little bit more time or I had a little bit of different mindset or I, or I was able to get a little bit more information or I had a different person on the line. Now, I understand exactly what that sounds like. It sounds like an excuse, and there's a lot of people that come out and they have a routine. You, there's help. The, the the political guys, they're they're having content every day, every day, every day. Okay, that's fine, but a lot of times they are they're feeding off of other staff and other people around them, um, and they're feeding off of current events, and, and they're trying to keep it raw. So it's similar but different. There are people that come out with a podcast on a regular interval, and I respect that. However, I will also say I have stopped listening to particular podcasts simply because the content they're producing, because they feel like they need to produce content, has diminished, the quality of it has diminished over time to where the the vast majority of the content that they're putting forward is not the quality that they had in the past. They're simply doing it for, whether it's sponsors, it's, they're simply doing it for the schedule. They're simply doing it because they feel obligated to do something for you to stay relevant. Because again, the algorithms and all that, whether it's podcasts, social media, just your brain, you know, the consistent performance is what you know, drives a lot of engagement. And so there's people that, that just want to drive that consistent engagement. And, I, and I'm sensitive to that and I would like to do that. However, holy 
Shiza. The conversations that I've been having with with you, the podcast listener, and then I've been that I've been having with other people, uh, and some of them, you, you're. Aaron, the, the podcast that Aaron Snyder of Kafaro and the Kafaro cast, uh, that podcast is hopefully going to be released uh, probably Tuesday, maybe, um, maybe Wednesday. We'll see when that, that, that's a massive one. So there's some conversations I had that you aren't even privy to, but the, the conversations that I've already had with, say, Jim Huntsman and Guy Duplantia and, and myself in my podcast, um, Holy smokes. The, just the feedback. And th- again, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate this. Um, I don't care that I, I you know what? I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care that I sound like a broken record. I've said this before about the Row Hunting Resources community. Uh, the people that have been religiously or faithfully, not religiously, faithfully, um, gracious enough to give their ear to my words time. Like, that have spent time listening to what I have to say and in, 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 in many, many cases maybe, res- you know, valuing what I say. Um the number of people that are critical thinkers in my community, our, our community is just a freaking inspiring, man. I, man, I love it. So the, the number of conversations that have sparked out of what I've been talking about, the number of private messages and emails that I have received. And I'm going to, okay, so this is, okay. Try not to. I'm not trying not to jump forward because there are some. A, I, I first and foremost, right off the top, I pre every single person that has that has chimed in and been like, "Holy hell, thank you! Keep preaching, keep going." Just this is the, you know that are grateful for this level of intellectual discussion and critical thinking within our community and breaking out of the the typical echo chambers and self-serving and self-selected cherry-picked silos of community and tribe mentality that we that we've chosen for ourselves um in the sportsman community with on especially on social media whether on social media especially but even on YouTube and other in other uh avenues of of consumption of sportsman material the 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 number of you that have reached out and said thank you please dear lord keep going i can't tell you how um how meaningful that is to me simply because i know just how these things sound now there are some and and i i have in, in, incredible uh, respect for Joe Rogan and what he does. Um, do I, 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 I? Of course, with with any individual that is a thinker, um, there are things that I uh, many things I might agree with, and there's there's some things and maybe many things I disagree with. Um, but on the whole, 
what he's doing and how he's doing it is incredible. And one of the things I heard him say back in the day, and and, and there it's not just Joe. I, I know other people that have podcasts that do this exact same thing. They flat out say, I record the podcast, I upload the podcast, and I never look back. I never listen to the podcast. I, I don't listen to it. I don't think about it. I don't go back. I just, they just move on and go to the next. Why? Because they don't want to get bogged down in the minutia of what happened in the past. They want to content, continually look forward to the future. There's some validity to that. Especially once you have gotten to the point where you are comfortable with your ability to say exactly what it is that you want to say, when you want to say it, and how you want to say it. I've been doing this talking with the public, educating people since 1999. For you younger generation, yes, I have been doing this since the late 1900s. <laughs> the, 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 the fact is, is I listen to that and I know what it sounds like, but the reality is it's true. It's the late 1900s. I've been doing this since the late 1900s. <laughs> I'm not... I don't think I'm that old, but okay, fine. In this, in this, in this arena, in, in the in the broader arena of sportsman uh, issues today, in the especially in the broader arena of maybe sportsman's politics, in this latest uh, wave of uh, one, you know, sportsman's advocacy, I I am the dinosaur, and I understand it. I I understand it. I don't like it, but you know what? It is what it is. I, I, I'm getting older, and as much as I might not like it, hey, it beats the it, it damn sure beats the alternative, right? So I will accept the fact that I'm one of the older generation. However, I have yet to got to find myself in a position where I am satisfied with how I'm satisfied with what I think, how I think, how I articulate my ideas, how I educate how I share, how I motivate, how I inspire, how I, whatever it is, I'm not satisfied with my performance. And so I do listen to my podcasts. I do listen to the podcast where I'm a guest on someone else's podcast. I listen to freaking every freaking word. I might have it on two times the speed because, hey, I've been there, already went through that. So I don't have to just go through it second by second. I'm going to fast forward it, but I'm going to go back and listen what did I say? How did I deliver it? And what was the dialogue? Because sometimes I get done with a podcast and I, and I, or whether it's myself or whether it's with a guest and I sit back and listen to them, like I just freaking crushed that shit. And that's like less than 5% of the time. There are 95 plus percent of the time I listen to a podcast. I'm like, Oh, I sounded. I, I came across sounded like a douchebag, or I, I, or an idiot, or a jerk, or man, or most of the time, this is what it is. Most of the time, I'm on a roll. I'm in a flow state, and I'm, I'm getting, re- and I know I'm long winded. Here we are. I'm already into you know more than ten minutes on this, and I'm still. Re- it is what it is. It's baked in the cake. It's yours truly. Suck it up. You're listening. Move on. Um, I know I'm long winded. So I'll be in the flow state. I'll be I'll be going down the line of with this thought process, and I'm getting ready to make a point. And all of a sudden, a rabbit hole shows up. A squirrel pops its head up and scurries over to the next tree. And my brain goes squirrel, 
and I just, I, I dive into the rabbit hole and I never finish the thought. I never really get to articulate the full breadth of the thought that I had to bring forward to you. And so I'm disappointed in my delivery and my execution with the conversation because there are things that I wanted to relay to you that I was unable to fully articulate that maybe got lost in translation or at least didn't have the same impact that I was hoping it did. And then it just makes me want to go back and revisit it and then rehash, blah, 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 blah. So <clears throat> I've done that. So, okay, so here we go. I was on one thought, and now I'm on a second thought. So, first and foremost, for those people that have been listening to this discussion that I've been having these past several months, weeks and months, that quote-unquote get it, that re- that that the message and the, dis- the, the conversation and the underlying message within those conversations resonate with you and you are the type of people that are reaching out and be like dear lord please don't quit this is yeah yes absolutely freaking hell finally someone's talk i i cannot tell you how valuable that is because in these dis- difficult discussions when you're dealing with things that you know i personally chris rowe knows that are going to be highly contentious highly controversy con- controversial and they are well outside of what the average public knows Chris Rowe to talk about. They're, the number of people that want me just to stick with elk stuff is incredible. I appreciate you. I'm hearing you. I'm not ignoring you. I have not forgotten about you. I do love my elk stuff. I'm still passionate about it. I'm I, I, Literally, I'm sitting here talking about, I just got off the phone with a friend of mine talking about Wyoming and what we're going to do, whether we're going to do anything this year, Colorado, whether we're going to Utah, whether Arizona. I, I mean, I, 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 I have not abandoned you. I have not abandoned the Elk Hunting Institute. I have not abandoned my elk community or my passion for it. Okay. But there are things happening today that are a little bit more important for discussion now, as opposed to things that we can talk about this spring, summer, or, you know, getting ready for next fall. Because as other people have said, this is the period of time for advocacy, political advocacy, right? So there are things pressing and there are ideas that are pressing that are on my mind, that are weighing heavy on my mind, that I feel I need to express and talk about. And some of you agree. Many of you agree and have reached out and said, thank you. I appreciate that feedback because it's not easy to perceptively, and I've, I've heard this from a couple, not a lot, not a lot, but a couple people and a couple people that I respect, a couple that, that feel as though that maybe I've turned my back on my quote unquote brand and what I've known, been known for. And I'm heading in a direction that, you know, is going to destroy my brand. Number one, those people that feel that way, I would, I would challenge them and say, do you, if that is how you feel, did you actually understand what my brand was? Now, again, these are friends that I, I value their opinion and I value their, their friendship. And so I don't mind having a pointed disagreeable discussion with them because a their reason why they are the quality of friends that they are is because they can freaking handle it they they pull their big boy panties up and they they, they you know they 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 straighten their britches and they can handle a, a conversation 
some people view my brand as as being that elk guy that has you know. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not even gonna fill in the words. You 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 figure out what what I what what I represent to you as far as elk instruction, elk education, elk behavior, communication, vocalization, um, and how to use that information from a scientific standpoint. Um, some people see that. And they, they, they see that and they say, okay, that's the brand. That is what Chris Rowe is known for. It's, they're not wrong. Um, but however, but we go back to 1999. We go back to the early 2000s when I was on the Primos Pro Staff and I was the guy that was giving the seminars. What was I bringing to the table? Yes, I was moving the needle on the education and the knowledge of elk behavior, communication, vocalizations, what they're doing, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, who's doing it, who's not doing it, who's responding, who's not responding, and why. And the big one is the the biggest word in there is why. From 1999 till 2012, when I finally kicked off the elk the, the elk hunting institute, if you will. Yes, I was doing elk seminars, but I was also doing turkey seminars. That's why there is also a turkey module on the existing row hunting resources website. And then I, I've always been involved with whitetail deer, and then I got more involved with whitetails as we got into the, you know, the 2010, 12, 15 realm. And I started, I, I started to dabble in putting videos up for whitetail um, hunting education stuff. But I, I, and I've talked about this before, I, I kind of put a, put the brakes on the whitetail stuff simply because at the time, people that were exceedingly more knowledgeable about some of the whitetail stuff that I was talking about and had exceedingly more resources and focus, uh, the Bill Winky, uh, the Drury brothers, um, who else? Well, those two right there, Drury Outdoors and Midwest Whitetail were absolute, the, the original, the, the OGs of that Midwest Whitetail education series, they, they were crushing it to where I sat there and I said, you know what, quite honestly, I, my, what I'm bringing to the table is redundant to what they are doing. And so there was really nothing that I, I felt I needed to focus on. So I put a, put a hold on. Now I, 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 I am there's opportunities for me to move forward in the future, given what I'm doing here in the Western Plains, and hence the reason why I started Western Plains Whitetails and Wildlife. What's going on in Western Plains in Northwest Kansas, Southwest Nebraska, and in this region of the mixed grass prairie that butts up against the short grass prairie, that Western Plains of the United States is drastically different than what is happening in the east, the middle and eastern part of the Midwest, and especially east and south. So now that I've been in this arena uh, doing whitetail stuff and habitat stuff, especially the habitat end. Um, there, there is something real there that I can add to the conversation that the other guys don't do. Okay, so now it's now is a time where I feel I can talk and provide a value-added service to you. Where in the past for the whitetail stuff, maybe I didn't. But if you look back at the brand of what I was doing then, it wasn't just focused on elk. That was my bread and butter. I will understand. I, I, I respect that. I, I, I acknowledge that. But what was but what you didn't see was my political advocacy and me going down to the state capital of Colorado pretty much once a week, being involved with with legislative committee committees, uh, organizational board of directors, organizational committees and and uh, discussions with private landowners, starting nonprofit organizations trying to bridge the gap between private development, pri- oil and gas stuff, uh, private uh, 
you know, commercial development, residential development stuff, and wildlife conservation with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, T&E species, all the way down to state issue, state species of concern. There was a shit ton that I was involved with through the bulk of the middle of 2000s that was not online, that I did not share within any sort of website module. So there are some people that see that what I've done with the elk and they, they, they associate me as, oh, this is what Chris does. It's, it's the elk stuff. Okay, that's a part of what I've done. I'm proud of that. And, I, and I'm not going to end, I'm not going to quit on that. And, and there's more ground to cover in that arena. But that's not all that I did. So if you look at what the Row Hunting Resources brand, the Chris Rowe brand was, it was all about truth. It was about reality. It was about what is actually going on, who's actually doing it, what, and it, the, I've, I will always go back. If there's anything that is common denominator on the brand of Chris Rowe, it's the why. The understanding of the why. Whether we're talking about elk behavior and how they move across a landscape and choose to respond to a particular vocalization or not, I'm going to focus on the why. Likewise, if I'm standing at a legislature at the U.S. or at, excuse me at a, at a state capital like the Colorado State Capitol, and I'm at a legislative dis- uh, uh, hearing, or if I'm at a committee meeting, or if I'm at a sportsman caucus meeting, or I'm an organ, it doesn't matter what type of meeting I'm at. If I'm sitting at the t- at the table at the state capitol and I'm dealing with 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 sportsmen's issues, and we're going to be arguing policy and and. Uh, ideological direction of, of thinking. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm the guy that's going to be asking why, where's the motivation and what is the truth behind it? And where's the transparency and where's the openness and where's the public process? One of my most meaningful men- mentors in my life, Eddie Coachman, I've shared this before and I'm going to share it again. And, and this is relevant for for those that are younger in the hunting industry that have criticized these latest conversations, I'm going to get to you here in a second, but I want you to pay attention real quick. You know who you are. Those that are, are wondering, what the freaking hell are you doing, bro? Okay. Put a pin in it. Listen here. I was a young hunter once. I was a young political advocate once. I was a young hunting slash sportsman community, quote-unquote, influencer once. I was young once. What I appreciate about my path that I have walked these years is I have been fortunate to have had incredible mentors stand beside me in my actions and my desires to move and do on the landscape and provide me wisdom and guidance. Now, I'm not going to say that I just listened to them every ounce of the way. Sometimes I dismissed what they said. I went ahead my way, and then I realized I fell flat on my face, and then I went, oh, gee, that's why they told me that. Oh, okay. So it's not that I, I was like this perfect student, student but I, was, I, I, ha- I cannot deny I have been fortunate in my life to have mentors that have guided me in a better direction. I'm not going to say it's the right direction or it's the perfect direction or the most righteous direction. It was a better direction in than, than what I was originally headed. 
It was not that I was malicious. It wasn't that I was misguided. It wasn't that I was wrong per se in what I desired for my outcome. Now, I'm speaking for myself. Again, anybody who's followed me knows I am not a progressive. I, I despise the progressive ideological I despise the progressive ideology, whether it's on the right or the left. I am more of a constrained individual. Conservative in my mindset. Process. Transparency. Honesty in public process. Truth, whether it's in sportsman's advocacy or whether it's talking about tactics on the on the landscape, we're talking about elk vocalizations or turkey vocalizations or deer management or conservation practices and 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 land and habitat improvements on the landscape. What the frickin' hell is the truth within the context of actually what the hell we're talking about? Eddie Coachman was one of those mentors that I had. Eddie Coachman, even though he and I did not I know I disappointed him from time to time in my words and actions. Not because I was malicious, but because I spoke or acted or did in a, in a, in a manner that probably wasn't as best as I probably could have done had I just kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. <clears throat> but he stood by my side and he, and he was always there for me. One of the things that I will never forget and that he told me in, uh, that I'm immensely proud about today was in the pr- political arena. Now, Eddie, I'm not going to give you his he- history. He was a senior. He, he spent his professional life in the Colorado Division of Wildlife as a uh, biologist and then eventually administrator and a senior administrator. He was involved with Colorado wildlife politics and sportsman's politics and wildlife conservation politics uh, and the administration thereof uh, for his entire pretty much adult life as as his profession. And he retired out of the agency. His passion then, like many others in the agency that retire, continued on and it continued on in different organizations and it continued on into public policy as far as uh, advocacy, sportsman advocacy, wildlife conservation advocacy, wildlife policy advocacy, sportsman's advocacy uh, in a variety of different ways. The man knew the, the man knew the landscape. He'd been there, he'd done that, he'd, he'd experienced it. The man knew the landscape. And he was gracious enough to stand by my side on many occasions. And all those years that he was involved with all the political crap and all the activist crap and all the bullshit that happens at a political level in the state for decades. He said to me one time, he said, paraphrasing one of the things that he most respected about me was, it didn't matter what topic came up, what issue came up, what policy decision came up. It didn't matter what the conversation was surrounding sportsmen's issues. Quote, Chris Rowe, I was the most consistent person he'd ever met. When I asked him about that, he said, you're the most consistent person person I've ever met. It doesn't matter what the issue is that hits the table. 
anybody that's paying attention already knows where you stand. That still gives me like freaking goosebumps down the back of my freaking neck, and I I cannot I, I I he's passed away he um he passed away a number of years ago, and um I miss him. But for for the, the for the level of individual that he was, for him to say that to me and then articulate what the issue was, and then for me to stand back outside of myself and watch, and I'm like, holy shit, he's not wrong. I don't give a shit. I'm process-oriented. I want a righteous process. I want a righteous... In, in this case, for these podcasts, let me... I, I know I'm trying not to, to ramble. Um, let's just focus on these latest discussions. I want a righteous discussion. I'm sick and tired of hearing targeted very carefully crafted advocacy intended to give the general public exactly what the general public needs to hear so that the general public either engages emotionally or develops a belief structure around a specific direction that will move that individual towards a very targeted and carefully selected endpoint or goal or advocacy position that plays into the hands of someone that is literally that is there for nothing more than the purposeful manipulation for their own political or ideological ends they are using the sportsman community as a bunch of useful idiots for their purpose it pisses me the I'm rather upset about it. And so I cannot sit back and not do something about it or talk about it when I see the purpose, the purposeful manipulation of conversations, dialogue, perceptions, emotions for political gains, political ends. Likewise. Ugh. I don't need to go to the likewise. Oh, sorry. I've already got... I've, see, this, this is the problem. I go down the rabbit holes. I go down the rabbit holes. For the people that are new to this, you're listening to me and you've only known me from the standpoint of elk stuff. I appreciate your support and everything that I've done with the elk and I want you to continue to... I, I, I hope that you can continue to support me in that regard. But I want you to understand that everything that I've done for my entire adult life since the late 1900s until now has been consistent. Elk has been one portion of that. Some of you may only know me from that portion. That doesn't mean that's all I am. So what you're seeing here is who I am. These conversations that I'm having is who I am and is who I always have been. Understanding that I will fully own that maybe I have not fully or properly or adequately articulated myself in a manner that makes it relevant to you to where you can wrap your head around it, understand, blah, 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 blah. Again, the number of you that have reached out to me and said that you've supported, you, you love what I'm doing. Here's the, here's the thing that I'm starting to see 
because cut to the chase, it's it's one or the other. There is no gray gray area whatsoever. The people that are that are, that are reaching out and engaging are either those people, and it it's like the like vast vast majority are on the side of please, dear Lord, do not stop talking about this. It's about goddamn time. And we need to get some freaking shit squared away. And and it's been bothering me too. You've thought you 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 said this this and this, and I've thought about that that and that. And I couldn't wrap my head around this that and the other thing. And then you brought up these things and that one as well. And then it tied this one into that one. And now I'm with you on board with it. And it is. And there are those that are that this reson these discussions resonate with these these discussions around you know is hunting conservation and I'm not even done with it yet to those that give me a moment those that are say you know I'm beating a dead horse mm, nope horse ain't even in the bar we ain't even there yet so hold on a minute hold put, put a pin in that right put a pin in it so there are those that are that are resonating and then there are those that have that a couple of you and this is what I appreciate again I I got off track but. This community, the people that listen to me, the the people that that engage intellectually, I I cannot tell you how much I love you and I appreciate every one of you. Because some of you don't agree or don't are not necessarily on board and not necessarily and fully under and fully understand where I'm coming from. And quite honestly, some of you, it, it sounds like. It's not a lot, but it sounds like some of you are frustrated because you just generally, you hear me, you hear my angst, you hear my you know, frustration and my anger. I'm, I apologize if I come across angry sometimes. Passion can come across both ways. I know that I have not probably brought myself forward in a way that I, I, I could probably do better, hindsight 2020, but it is what it is. Um, some of you just flat don't understand. And you want clarification. I want to give you clarification. But when I look at the people that are reaching out and I'm engaging them, it really does seem like there is a it's the, the dichotomy in, in dialogue and engagement stems from those that are that have been in the sportsman community a long time. I don't I, I'm not gonna put a a a, 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 a year you know, plus or minus. No, it just generally put a box around you've been they've been sportsmen a long time. They're roughly maybe my age. Maybe they're a little older. Maybe they're a little younger. But they're roughly in that 40s to 60s plus or minus age class. They've been sportsmen since they were kids or very, very young adults. They've been in this arena for decades. Um, They've experienced a lot of, not only a lot of, you know, whether it's a whitetail hunter, whether it's an elk hunter, uh, whether you're a Western public lands hunter, whether you're an Eastern uh, private lands hunter, it doesn't matter. They, they've experienced the depths of their hunting passion, but they've also had time and grade from a military stand. You know, if you, if we look at, if we use military lingo, time and grade, um, you have a rank, but you also have any, how many years have you been at that rank? Okay, you have experience, but how many years of experience do you have? And then, what is the diversity of your experience? Is it only limited to eastern whitetails and maybe a little turkey, or or have you expanded from whitetails and turkey back east to mule deer and elk and turkeys out west, and maybe in Alaska, and maybe you've gone to Mexico, maybe you've gone to Canada, maybe you've gone to South Africa. You, you've 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 tra- you've broadened the horizons and you've increased the amount of experience that you've gathered within your 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 activity on the landscape within the sportsman community. 
the people that have been in the trenches with me for decades, this message that I'm talking about with other people is resonating. However, those that are just new to the table or have, I'm not saying that you you, you started last year. I'm saying even if you've had a few years or a, a decade in the arena, if if your only the only place that you've been in the arena is Western public lands, and it's only been public land, you know, over the counter elk hunting, or it's it's Western public land over the counter unit, you know, or, or Western public lands elk or mule deer hunting. If your experience level is at is is lower, I'm not saying it's low, and I'm not I'm not casting stones. I'm just saying you're just on the, you're in the beginning stage of your lifelong journey. Because I hope. If you're listening to me, you feel as I do that that hunting and the consumptive use lifestyle. I don't even give me shit. I don't give a shit about the North American model wildlife conservation right now. I'm talking about the consumptive use lifestyle where I'm going to go out on the landscape and from our natural environment, from the earth, I'm going to take and I'm going to utilize as part of me, whether it's nourishing my family or quite honestly, to be honest, I'm going to satisfy a deep-seated genetic marker, a genetic proclivity that I cannot fill any other way. This is this is who I am as an individual. I am a hunter. I am a consumptive user on the landscape. I have a connection to this earth and its processes and what I can utilize and anyway, you get what I'm saying. It's, it's very deep and it's personal and it's, it's something I, to me, it's genetic and it's a lifestyle that I will not be able to break out of. And I hope that's the same thing for you. And if that's the case, it is going to be a lifelong journey. So some of you may be starting out on your journey where I did literally in the 1980s and the 1990s and the early 2000s. I have decades more experience than you. I'm not, you will get there. You will do probably bigger and better and greater things than I have ever done. I've just gone down this road farther. I've tumbled off into the ditch more times than you. I've gotten a flat tire repeatedly, egregiously more times than you simply because I've gone down this road farther than you in all sorts of nightmarish conditions. And I've driven these roads and I've explored these roads and I've gone so many different directions. You just haven't gotten there yet. So some of you may not appreciate where I'm coming from in the dialogue and the conversations we're having. You may not understand exactly what it is I'm talking about right now. And here's I understand that and I respect it. And for those that reached out and I, I, I challenged every single listener on mine, on Jim Huntsman's, the, 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 uh, the Western Hunts, uh, the, yeah, Jim Huntsman's podcast, Guy DePlanche's the podcast, the Western Huntsman podcast and the Western Contours podcast. And it's going to come with the Kafaro cast this week. Um, I, 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 every time, and I will, I challenge you, if you want to, if you if you have a thought and you want to engage me, then freaking make an argument. Like, I don't want to hear an emotional bullshit, you know, I need a safe space and a, and, a, and a hanky and a gold star and a participation trophy where I can go sit in the corner and feel better about myself. Piss off. 
I don't give a shit about the, I'm sorry, respect, respectfully, I don't give a shit about you that, that at this point that don't have the mental capacity to handle deep level conversations. I, I need to I need to focus my efforts on those people that have the emotional maturity, intellectual maturity to have a deep level conversation. I, I can get to you later. I'm not I'm not going to toss you into the garbage. But just if you need your safe space, go sit in your space safe space. Wait for me to come back to you. Right? I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. But for those people that have the intellectual maturity and emotional maturity to engage and want to engage honestly, I've challenged you and said, reach out to me, reach out to Jim, reach out to Guy, reach out to Aaron, and you articulate a point. Say, I don't understand this. This is why I don't understand it. You said this. I don't agree with that. Like, make a freaking case. Like, come to us, intellectually engage. Some of you have. And I cannot tell you how much this is why I love my freaking community. Because so many of you do. And there have been a couple of you that have reached out and said, dude, I don't know where you're freaking coming from. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, I, or I don't like what you're talking about or I don't like how you're bringing it up. I don't, you know, you're, you're, you're beating a dead horse or, or you're shouting from uh, the street corners or I don't get your analogies. I don't get your metaphors. Like what the hell is the dirty kitchen and like who's messing up the kitchen and like give me examples because I'm not seeing any of it. I'm like, okay. But meanwhile, I've got other people that are wanting me to engage on the level where they're like, yes, we identify it. Yes, we agree. Yes, we understand. Yes, we want to do more. Yes, but there's two community at this point, And this is what I've just really been struggling with today is just wrapping my head around. It's like, okay, how do I address both of those viewpoints in one podcast? And I sit here on as on a Sunday night and 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 I and I don't I don't have an answer. And I, and I think literally with with pages like like I've got two like literally two notebooks and pages where I've written up what was it what uh Oh my word. Rush Limbaugh. I I I was not a fan. I I liked Rush Limbaugh for who he was and and what he did. I I wasn't a fan. His ego was just too much for me so I I couldn't listen to much of what Rush did. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Rush. He was he was in, incredible, um, and what he pioneered and what he was able to accomplish was incredible. But I just he he just wasn't a personality that I could get. But anyway, my my point being is Rush Limbo. He he'd grab a piece of paper and make it sound like there was a whole shit pile of things going on. He'd bring it you're like, oh, I got this, I got this paper. Let me get this paper. Let me get this paper. And he just flack. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Rush Limbaugh here. Like literally, I've got paid. Like pages, like stacks and pages of freaking notes and, and diagrams and like things, like things to just organize my thought. <clears throat> and it's it's to the point now, it's unwieldy. Why is it unwieldy? Because I'm trying to, I, I, <clears throat> I'm trying to tackle way too many things too quickly, I think. I really can't have a conversation with those that are in the trenches that have been in the trenches or or in this lifestyle for decades at the same level <clears throat> that maybe I need to have the conversation with some of you that are just entering um that are that are just starting your journey and i and i mean that from a standpoint is if <clears throat> 
for those that are just starting their journey. There's a lot more discussion. I think there's some levels of discussion that I think we need to have where some of the quote-unquote old-timers will just check out. They've been there, done that. You know, I'm not going to... And quite honestly, some of those that, again, I, I said this last time, some of you listening to me and where I'm expressing my angst and I'm, I'm, I seem angry, if you will, or I'm expressing, you know, very passionately my ideas. Some of you younger generation took offense to that and were, you know, were, were upset that I was, was articulating these things. And, you know, you, you internalized it as I was casting stones at you. And what I said last time was like, no, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it, I guess. But just because I'm creating a slipper doesn't mean the slipper was for you. Maybe, and most of the time, my angst and the reason why, and I, I might have my frustrations with the younger generation, the people that are just starting out in the, in the sportsman's industry. But quite honestly, the, the flip side is, is I have to extend grace and understanding and, and forbearance in the fact that many of you don't know what you don't know. Just just like I didn't know what I didn't know, but I had a mentor that stood beside me and said, hey, Chris, I like where your passion is. I like where your head is at. I like the direction you want to go. Here's something to consider. For those of you that are just starting your journey and you're saying, well, you know, tell us what to do and, and you know, give us a direction and quit ranting and quit, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just, you know, tell us what to do. Okay. Number one, if you followed me for any length of time, you know damn well I don't do that. I don't tell you what to do. That's what every other educator on the landscape. How many other edu- elk educators out there that, you know, here's how you call elk. Here's what to do. Here's what to, you know, go out, do this, do that, do this, do that. Go, you just do this and you do that. And then this, do, do this. No, I don't tell you what to do. What do I do? I say, this is what the elk are doing. This is why they're doing it. This is how they're doing it. And this is what they're getting on the landscape. So when you go out on the landscape, consider this, 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 and this. That way you make a better educated decision on what your tactics and strategies are going to be. I tell you what's going on, why it's going on, and then allow you to make the decision on how you're going to best execute whatever it is situation that you're involved with. I do not tell you what to do. So I'm not going to be that political advocate and say, go get a hold of your senator and then tell him, do, say X, Y, and Z. Like tell him, you know, right, you know, do. I'm not going to tell you to get a hold of your senator, your congressman, or whatever, and tell you to say whatever. No, I have no idea what your value set is. And I have no idea what your, your senator or your representative's value set is. I have no idea the commission that you're dealing with. I have no idea what their value set is. It is up to you to figure out that. And it is up to you to articulate your value set with the best inv- information that you have available to you. So, with that being said, those that have challenged me to say, Chris, educate us, tell us what to do. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I hear you. I will try to do a better job at educating you on personalities, motivations, political players, how people think, and how you could be a more critical thinker on the landscape and how you can be the person, again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If everyone in the room is in agreement, then someone is not thinking. I think many 
times these days, the person who is not in agreement just might be providing the intellectual involvement that is going to be necessary for the positive, to, to, necessary for moving the needle in a positive direction for our lifestyle and our cause from a sportsman standpoint. Can I do better at helping some of you learn how to be better on the landscape and more critical thinking and ask better questions, be better advocates, be more consistent in your advocacy and your beliefs? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will take that and I will say, you know what? I can do a better job at that. But that is going to be a a different discussion than my criticism of my colleagues and my peers that have been in the trenches, been in this lifestyle for decades, many that are longer than, you know, maybe longer than me, that have absolutely done jack shit all to move the needle in a better direction. That have left, left, I'm sorry, the older generation of my peers that have left you, the younger generation, absolutely fucking defenseless and absolutely at risk of losing everything because they sat on their fucking thumbs all the way to the fucking end of the knuckles and they did jack shit all nothing and they set you up for failure. They've set you up for failure from a policy standpoint. They've set you up for a failure from an advocacy standpoint. They've, In my opinion, they've set you up from a standpoint from they haven't even provided decent mentorship on how to, na- how to be a better player in the consumptive use landscape or, and, and lifestyle. So some of my frustration, you can hear me elevate right now and I didn't mean to. My frustration is largely directed at my freaking peers that have done jack shit to help any of us make sure that our lifestyle is something that our great, great grandchildren can look back on and say, man, I appreciate their efforts because now I get to experience and enjoy, fill in whatever the freaking blank you want to fill in. Okay, so some of my angst is with them, and to that end, this is where I sit here with pages and pages and pages of freaking notes and ideas and thoughts and you know flow chart like this. That I can't talk to both sides because, quite honestly, I'm getting to the realization now that sometimes to the people that I'm, I, I have criticisms with that are in my peer group, I'm not going to change their minds. I'm, I'm not going to change their minds. I, they, my my my. My discussions with some of them have already fallen on deaf ears and they've done nothing with the information and they've still left you. Again, I will go back to the wolf issue in Colorado. I'm beyond myself. Like, I'm sorry. The 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 the, the sportsman leadership in Colorado should just fucking go away. I'm sorry because you did jack shit all to help the state in this this in this issue with this, the, the, the wolf issue. And now we want to, what? We want to react to a freaking wolf management plan? Fuck off. The, the, the number of people that I that I talk to that are actual conservation organization leaders about the fact why in the freaking hell was no other ballot initiative initiated from the sportsman on once once Colorado had wolves on the landscape why did no one step in and say whoa hold on a minute we know what the public of Colorado actually voted for what they wanted and what not what they wanted but how they voted. And we want, and they, and that sentiment that we wanted wolves on the landscape, 
That sentiment passed Colorado by a freaking like nothing but a like like a fart in like a raise like I the thinnest of margins. And then all of a sudden we have a wolf pack in Colorado that's breeding and and like no one has the vision to sit there and say how about we use the sentiment of Colorado public and and use it in the advantage of sportsmen and and meaningful wildlife management and go and put together another ballot initiative and put the brakes on a reintroduction and rather than and just shift the public direction to let's manage the wolves we have is it's I'm sorry it's probably the greatest it is the greatest failure. I mean, this is even beyond, in my opinion, this is even beyond the freaking failure of sportsman community of the bear issue. Back in when when we when Colorado lost spring bear hunting, baiting, and, and hunting bears with dogs. If you go back and you look at the history of what the actual hell happened with the bear initiative, you will see the failures from the sportsman community. At the time, I will I will absolutely give the players on the landscape back then. The grace in knowing you didn't know what you didn't know. It was the first time you'd gone down this road, and so you tried something and you failed. Okay, fine. That we all do. We all do. But then later on, we fast forward when we have an opportunity, and I talked about this on a previous podcast, we had an opportunity to regain some of our bear stuff, and what happens? The leadership of sportsmen in Colorado screw the freaking pooch and lose it all. We don't even gain anything. Not one movement. Not like one step towards the goal line. No. We are so arrogant and so stupid that we can't see the forest for the tree. We can't see the goal line. We can't see that if we just gain one yard, two yards, five yards, ten yards. We start marching towards the goal line. No, no, no. It's We're just going to freaking pitch a Hail Mary while we punch every ref in the fucking face. I, give me a fuck. You, abject failure on the bear issues in Colorado. And here we are now with wolves. I'm sorry. I think the wolf failure is even more egregious than the lessons learned with the bear issue. And I'm not the only one that talked to certain. I know for a fact if some of my friends that listened to me and I talked to actually also reached out to conservation organizations and it fell on deaf ears and they did nothing. The criticism that many of you have, that it seems like the the, 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 the the vast majority of leaders in the sportsman industry these days are so politically motivated and so organizationally motivated and money motivated that it's better to have a crisis in which the sportsmen have to react to and and this you know spend money on and send your you know send an email to your you know go to here and click on this and send it it's better financially for these organizations to have continued crisis in skies falling for you to activate than it is for the organizations to actually fucking do something for the sportsman community and actually move the goddamn needle to where we can preserve the consumptive use lifestyle on the landscape. Again. When you hear me getting passionate, that wasn't even planned. That wasn't even planned, but my passion gets really, you want to freaking, you want to, I'm more pissed off at my peers than I am at the younger generation. I've got, I've got, I've got a cat in here. I, I, we're we're going to talk about rescue animals 
Um, yes, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little elevated. So we, we, my family, my wife and I, we do a lot of rescue of dogs and cats. And so <clears throat> we've got one in here that we're somewhat taken care of. He was going to be in the garage because it's brutally, brutally, bitterly cold. Um, I, my wife said she's, she wants to bring it in the garage, which of course I push back on. I'm like, you know, it, okay, it's, it's, we can only take care of so many cats. He's doing well. We, we've got some assets outside for him that, that he does well. Well, she's a softy and it's brutally cold. So she wants to bring him into the garage. Okay. Yep. Fine. I've acquiesced. We've, this is a couple times now we've allowed him to be in the garage. Here's where yours truly completely fell face first in it. So I'm working. So my studio is attached to the garage. Okay. This is, by the way, if you haven't figured this out, is an unexpected segue or a little aside. My studio hunting room is attached to the garage. You have to go into the garage and then into the studio. So you have to go to the garage to get to the studio. I don't have an external door to the outside world for my studio. You got to go through the garage. So my wife has this cat inside the garage and making sure that it's not going to freeze to death. And I can appreciate that. I'm, I'm okay with that. My soft ass, like my sympathetic dumb ass, I'm sitting in here for I don't know how many hours this afternoon. It's toasty warm in here. It's somewhat, uh, it's colder in the garage. It's like, you know, 40s and maybe 50s in the garage. But in my hunting room, it's, I don't know, 70, 70, like 72, whatever. So I'm sitting in the stinking studio. The cat is in the garage. And I decide I'm going to crack the door and let him come in and hang out. Yeah, well, there we go. So not only does he hang out and I, you know, I'm talking to my wife, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what the new standard is? Yeah. So, yeah. So, here I am as I'm talking to you. <sighs> I have a cat on my lap that is not our cat that is extremely grateful <laughs> to have a warm place to be, someone to hang out with. So, anyway, I was getting elevated and he started meowing. So, anyway. Oh, buddy. So, no, I don't want another cat, by the way. We've got another cast, but we're going to get to animal behavior. We're going to get to cats. We're going to get to dogs. We're going to get to rescue anybody that's been involved with rescuing animals. That is going to be a discussion at a later date. But anyway, so here I am in my studio with a uh, with a cat. Like, that, uh, yeah, that's not our cat. But um, anyway, he's got a warm place to be tonight. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my point being, I get pissed off and I get elevated and I get, I get pissed. No, I just, there it is. I get pissed off when I start thinking about what my peers are not doing, (coughs) especially for the younger generation. Now, don't get me wrong. I get upset and I get frustrated at what I see the younger generation doing. And, and we'll get to that. And so, and that's the point. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this short tonight. I started making notes of a lot of the good feedback. Well, it's all good feedback. 
I, I haven't gotten any hate mail whatsoever, and I appreciate that. I don't know if people are like, I don't know why I don't get Like, other people get hate mail, and I, I don't get hate mail. I'm not asking, hey, shut the frig, I'm not asking for you to send me hate mail, okay? That's not what I'm asking for. I'm, just, I'm curious, like, other people get hate mail. I don't get hate mail. I get people that are like, I'm not, I'm not on board, like, I'm not tracking where you're coming from. Okay, I, I can get behind that. But I, I, I had a, a ton of good feedback. There are a bunch of you that are plus or minus around my age class, I guess, if you will, or experience level in the because listen, there there are play, there are people, there are sportsmen out there that are hunters that have hunted more places in more diverse uh, situations with more outfitters and more states and more like they're way more advanced in their experience level, uh, in the diversity of their experience level on the landscape than I am. So. For those people that that are around that same level of experience, um, that are that are highly experienced, let's just put it, highly experienced sportsmen, um, many of you brought up some really cool, really good points and examples, like further examples that I would like to explore in the future, and that is literally like part of the pages of notes I had. And then there's others of you that are young in their in your journey, and you're asking what, like, give examples of what the problems are. And to your credit, you've asked, okay, I don't give a crap about what the, you know, I don't care about your ranting. Um, tell us what to do, okay? Like I said before, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but what I can do, and I will try to do, is I will try I will try to provide examples of what I'm talking about. But then, rather than just like throw stones. I'm I'm going to provide examples and but I'm going to provide in some ways I'm going to try to provide conflicting examples to where I start ripping the 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 exposing the hypocrisy of the sportsman community so that way the younger generation can see where I'm coming from a little bit faster so maybe you don't have to spend decades in this industry that or this this lifestyle to see it um, shorten your your learning curve, and then more importantly, while I short while we shorten your learning curve, maybe we accelerate your critical thinking and really development of your value set and your why. Develop your why. Why do you hunt? And when you hunt, why do you value these things during in the consumptive use uh, at you know arena? And then why do you not? maybe value certain things in the consumptive use arena. And then between what you value and what you don't value, how do you jive? How, how do you how do you make those things relate? H- how are they consistent? Are they consistent? What you value with what you don't value, are they consistent? Or are they just nothing but uh, like like a dichotomy, like, uh, like absolute hypocrisy and it's nothing but cognitive dissonance that you can you can embrace one thing and then disregard another because again this goes back to it's it's i i don't give a shit what you do from it from your standpoint is of you and an individual hunter a lot of this stems from and my frustration stems from is we're talking about advocacy we're talking about the advocacy of our lifestyle we're talking about the perpetuation of our lifestyle we're talking about those and it, going back to the previous episode you know the house that that ted built i i my 
I don't know. I, I, the original, the original idea that I had for this particular episode, episode sixty-three, was going to be behind the house, the Ted built, and I was going to give you kind of the behind the scene. Maybe that's what this is. I guess maybe I am still achieving it. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I will say that I've shifted gears today. Well, since this past week, but in the last couple hours, I've shifted gears because I just don't know if I can fully articulate what I wanted to articulate in simply one podcast. It would be a ten-hour podcast, and there's no way I'm, I, I'm, I don't have the energy for it right now. Um, and I, and I don't think it would do justice. I think it needs to be broken up. But some of what I'm, I'm seeing is, uh, is uh, again, we had to go back to the house that Ted built. The analogy of the frat house, the house. <clears throat> we have some really good people standing on the porch, the front porch, talking to the community, talking to the world about how great our house is and what we've done on the landscape, what we've done to the community, for the community, and what we can bring to the table for the community into the future. So we have those people that are advocating for our lifestyle, our way of life, our our house, that are standing on the porch out in the front garden, out in the uh, you know, out in the front, out in the sidewalk, bringing up, trying to bring other either value for non-consumptive users or bringing other non or bringing other consumptive users into the house and into the fold. Likewise, we have a group of of our membership, those of us in the house, that are fired up about advocacy, about political stuff, about policy, about laws and regulations and restrictions and opportunities and everything else in the political and agency arena. Those are the people that I, I really want to talk to. I, I'm glad that we have people that are bring you know that are on the porch singing the praises of what our community, our house does. But for those that are going to go to the public arena and, and argue on behalf of sportsmen, man, you guys got to get your shit squared away. You, you have to have a better understanding of what you're arguing for. You have to be better at understanding why you're arguing for it. Because our neighbors, like I said before in the, in the pre, in episode 62, our neighbors can look, they, they have their house. They've contributed to the community in whatever way that they've contributed. So on the landscape, they have just in the in the community, whether it's HOA, whether it's the city council, or whatever. They, in this uh, this metaphor, if you will, this analogy, they have just as much standing in the community as we do, or they're going to make the case that they do. Not only do that they, that they, they've been in this community as long as we have. Again, they're neighbors. They can look right into our house. They can see all of our ugly shit, because social media in our world has torn the curtains and the blinds and the door. Every, it's, it's, it's torn every covering off of every window and every door. And our house is largely made of glass these days. They can see every ounce of our ugly. And so for those of you that are going and arguing for policy and you're going to go and engage politically, whether it's a wildlife commission, whether it's a city council, whether it's a state government or a federal government level, you better have your shit squared away. You need to have your shit, shit shit squared away. And you need to know and understand what you're arguing and and what your why is. And you better not be hypocritical about it. Um, you better understand what the other side, the anti-hunters and the non-hunters, the animal activists are arguing, what their value set is. And more importantly, you better understand what their ammunition is. Their ammunition is a lot of what we're doing. This is what I'm complaining about. The ammunition that the animal activists have are the things that we are doing within our house that we need to clean up. 
for those people who I said, we need to clean up our sink, we need to clean up our bathroom or our kitchen and our bathrooms and everything else. We're doing things that feed into the anti-hunting agenda. I, I'm going to talk about some of the trapping stuff I see. I'm going to talk about some of the hunting stuff I see um, in, in an upcoming pot. I'm not going to dive into it now because I think they, they deserve their own focused attention. Um, that's my frustration. Some of the people that are getting involved with politics and policy and advocacy don't even understand what the other side values, what their motivations are, and they don't fully understand what ammunition they're bringing to, to bear. So you guys are going into, into battle completely ill-equipped. And unfortunately, our battles these days do not come with, oh, we took a loss, it's no big deal. We'll re-. No, when we take a loss, it's, it's, it's a setback that we will very likely never recover from. And so for those that don't understand, the, the, those that are new to this lifestyle, that have not been in the arena for decades, that are wondering, you, you want specific examples, like, Chris, what the hell are you talking about? Like, really, what is, what, what, you know, really, you know, what, what, what is this dirty bathroom you're talking about? What are, what are the, you know, messy players, you know, in the, oh, oh, there's ample examples out there. I'm going to share some with you. And I'm going to challenge your way of thinking and I'm going to challenge your value sets. But in the meantime, in short, all you need to do is get out of your silo. Guy Duplanchin did a great job talking about the silo and we, we had that conversation on um, some of our, our discussions there. Social media these days lets you cherry pick the group that you want to associate with and it will provide you a positive feedback loop on whatever it is that you consume. So if you go on social media and you like a certain type of content, let's let's say you're new to the hunting sphere and you you like Stephen Renala stuff, you like Bear Grease, you like uh, Cal, um, you like uh, Donnie Vincent, you like uh, Joe Rogan, you like uh, John Dudley, um, who else? I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Um, that, that's good enough. So those are the, 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 the folks that you follow and that those are the folks you engage in and you like their posts, you share their posts and you comment on their posts. The algorithm is going to feed you the same type of content. So that's where all of a sudden, if you like the Steven Ronella stuff and you like the cooking stuff and you like the, the complete utilization of things this is where you're going to all of a sudden see coming across your feed more and more content similar to what you see with media, Stephen Ronella et al., right? So it's easy to cherry pick the silo that you wish to live in, which by default, the social media algorithms are going to continue to feed you exactly what you are engaging and what you like, and you're going to only go deeper into what into that world. It's not going to expose you to very, very little. It's going to expose you very little to other viewpoints, other aspects, other you know avenues within the consumptive use lifestyle sphere on social media. So it's not your fault that you might not be exposed to some of this stuff. All I would say you to do is all you have to do is just go out and physically search something completely random. 
go ahead and go search some of the trapping forums. Go ahead and go search some of the predator forums. Go ahead, go search some of the, you know, the other, you know, Western hunting platforms that are out there that may be outside of what you're currently engaged in and interested in. If you spend a couple hours digging into posts and, and threads and and posts or, 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 or different platforms, it will not take you long to find the egregious. It will not take you long to find the treacherous. It will not take you long to find the dirty dishes in the kitchen sink. It will not take you long to find the shit that's spilt down the front of the, the, the stove and down the, you know, on the floor and across, you know, over, across all the stinking, you know, countertops. And it's not going to take you long to find the plug toilet that I alluded to in the metaphor of the house that Ted built, episode 62. If you want to find it, it's there. It's easy to find. That's the problem because it's easy to find for the non-consumptive user and it's really easy to find for those that want to use our egregious bullshit against us. Okay? So I will I will spend some time. So I'm not going to... I am. I made the choice tonight to... I'm not going to... I'm not going to dive into details. I'm going to try to keep this one short for you guys tonight because tomorrow Aaron and I are going to jump on yet another podcast Aaron and I, Aaron Snyder of Kefaro, Kefaro Cast, and I have been talking. Um, we're gonna. I think we are going to start something. Um, maybe we'll 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 talk about that. I'm, I'm gonna be on the pod. He's gonna be on my podcast tomorrow. Maybe we'll tease that here coming this week or early next week. We've got some ideas about doing something uh, more consistently together, partnering on some things in the future. Um, so I'm not going to dive deep into some of these things tonight. I think they deserve a deeper level conversation than what I was originally intending for tonight. I was going to I was going to really kind of broad brush a bunch of things and then I realized that I'm leaving so much on the on I'm I'm leaving so much on the cutting room floor so to speak that it it just doesn't do it justice. So how about we not? How about I separate? Separate my angst against my peers and have discussions targeting my peers as a specific discussion. And then those discussions revolving around this new advocacy, the future advocacy, future of sportsmen's issues and sportsmen ethics, sportsmen's value sets, how it relates to non-hunters, non-consumptive users, anti-hunters, environmentalists. Dive into that a lot in, 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 in a better level of detail to justify uh, or yeah, that's worthy of that to, of, of that topic because because it's important um, besides which one of the things that's consumed the, these past couple weeks that you know, all this type of stuff that that I'm bummed about is I've, well, here we are at the end of January and I haven't even had a chance to really dive into having any kind of conversations with folks about you know upcoming draws like Wyoming draw deadline is coming up like in days I just spent a couple hours talking with a buddy of mine you know what I wanted to do for my points that I have in Wyoming and whether I wanted to burn them or whether I wanted to hold on to them and I mean hell that conversation just in itself from a Wyoming standpoint is worthy the the upcoming discussion about over-the-counter licenses in Colorado the future of it whether we have a future in Colorado for over-the-counter hunting is is a is a topic that's coming up that I haven't had a chance to even dive into this wolf 
uh, reintroduction plan. The number of comp- guys, I'm not ignoring you, man. I, I, I'm on it. I'm yes. I want to have this conversation, but holy shit balls. Like there, again, there's so many things that we need to have a deeper level discussion on. There's so many things to, 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 to chew on and digest that it, I just, it's going to take a more conservative, concerted effort and more focus. And I think that's just what it's going to have to be. Um, rather than what I was originally planning on uh, tonight and just kind of doing a, a, a gloss over on some things. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. Oh, part of that. So, I don't know if I'm going to keep a Monday schedule. I, I, I'm really torn on that. I understand the value of the discipline and the predictability of having a every Monday, here's a podcast, boom, here we go, out the gate. And then I have something for you to chew on. Then I get feedback. Then I can chew on it that latter part of the week and, and the weekend. And then I can come up and, and give you another podcast. There's a lot of benefit to that. And I would really like to be able to do that. The flip side, though, is life happens and, and shit happens. And, and other things, whether it's issues, you know, things happen with guests and, and discussions with other people. I discover more information than it sets me back. Um, hell, this week, and anybody that, you know, it's it's just like your kids. You know, if you got multiple kids and then all of a sudden they start getting sick and it's not just one of them. It's like you've got three kids and all three kids are sick. And each one has some something similar but different. Golly, it just it consumes you. So I don't have any two legged kids. I've got four out my entire everything we have is four legged kids. And from my horse to my dogs to the cats, like we've got illnesses just rent. My horse is dealing with something that we can't. We, it's been a chronic issue, and I'm we're getting to the point where we may be we may be having to make a difficult decision on end of life stuff. Like, is he bad enough? Is this it? Like we need to start thinking about putting him down. And and I'm, it's hard for me to wrap my head around because he's young and he, he should have plenty. Ideally he should have plenty of life left in him. And, and he's got a chronic issue that we've been managing for years, but we know that at some point it's going to, that, that, it's not, it's not going to be manageable. And, and we're dealing with now I'm seeing things and I'm like, shit, like, uh, am I at that point now? Like, it, are, are, am I going to have to make a decision? And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody that's followed me knows Jep. He's the, he's my, he's my buddy, man. He's my soulmate. He's my, he's my, he's my hunting buddy, man. And, and all of a sudden he got sick at the beginning of the month and vomiting and he can't keep anything down. And we have literally been battling that for a freaking month and the vets don't even know what the hell is going on and we finally think we're turning the tide and we're finally getting something going with that and all of a sudden my other dog she's got some issues now that again the vets have we have no idea what's going on and why and we're racking our heads with it and then all of a sudden boom here's one of our cats it's got something similar different and same thing it's like can we just like take a break a minute and like just like take a breath and figure out like can we get back to being healthy here you know what I mean so just shit happens. Stuff is coming up um, with sportsman's issues. More information. In my research, I'm trying to answer some questions and, and provide you good content. I learn different stuff, more stuff, better stuff, stuff that I want to add in. And then all of a sudden, it's Sunday night. And I'm like, shit, I could, if I just gave it a day or two, I could add more. 
there's there's things where if I just do it as a strict Monday podcast, I'm really, really worried about just providing you content for the sake of providing you content. And I don't want to do that because some of that just erodes. I know this one isn't exactly what you guys were hoping to hear, and I'm, I'm disappointed in that, but I think it's necessary to set the stage for what's coming on down the line. But regardless, I want to be worth your time of listening, sitting here listening. Some of you have already killed it, and for those that are still listening, I appreciate it. But anyway, I don't know if I'm going to maintain the, the strict Monday policy. I might have really, really strive to maintain a once-weekly policy. But I don't know if it's going to be a, a, just a strict Monday policy, especially given the fact that if I can fudge the Monday deal but come up with something better for you later on, I think the value added of better content is is greater than just the regularity of it was on a Monday versus it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever. Um, we'll see. But no, like I <clears throat> like I alluded to, there's a bunch of stuff coming up down the line. Aaron and I have been talking. We're gonna we're gonna try to do some more stuff. Um, Aaron and I's podcast, it's almost like six, it's like five hours and change, probably six hours, pushing six hours. That's going to be released hopefully this week. That's going to give you, holy shit. If you, if you're, if, if we've blown your, if I've blown your mind and made you uncomfortable these past couple podcasts with Jim and Guy and myself and whatever, don't like, you better, you better go to the bathroom, like get everything taken care of in the bathroom, on the toilet prior you you like block off some time get yourself some serious hydration like you better be in a mind because you want to you think i pissed you off already oh buckle up buttercup oh yeah aaron and i's discussion is going to be i think it's a bit i think it's the probably one of the better ones we've had but it's just going to piss you off it's gonna it's gonna really it's gonna really chap some asses so anyway look forward to that one <laughs> Um, anyway, so we're, I'm pushing about an hour and a half. That's, that's good for tonight because I, I'm, I, I'm serious. I've got pages and pages and stacks of notes and I just, there was no way I was going to make sense of it. That was going to do it justice. So I think rather than try to just gloss over it for your podcast today, let's just have this conversation, let you know what's got my mind, let you know where, where, what I'm thinking. Um, a little bit of behind the scenes, you know. Again, you know, behind the house that 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 Ted built, um, a lot of my frustration is with my peers, not necessarily the new generation. I think the new generation has been sorely lacking in really sound leadership, uh, with at least from an advocacy and policy standpoint, in a value set, in an ethics, empathy, respect standpoint for the game that we supposedly love. And the North American model of wildlife conservation. Again, I've been critical of that whole hunting is conservation. The North American model of wildlife conservation. All the all these these what have, in my opinion, become empty freaking marketing taglines. That's it. They're empty. They mean nothing. I would like to have a better discussion about the meaning behind it and and really challenge your way of thinking to whether or not you truly believe it or whether you don't. Or whether maybe you don't even know what you don't know and you haven't even thought about some of the things that maybe you should think about. And and maybe you just have been, you've had an utter lack of good mentorship um, so far. I don't, 
I'm not gonna I don't know if I'm the guy to do that all I'm gonna try to do is be a guy to do that but that's that's all I can do and maybe if I try to be a guy that will provide some mentorship maybe that will inspire someone much better than me to also step in the arena and provide additional mentorship to where the younger generation of hunters coming into this lifestyle are better equipped than we ever were at your age and your experience level and can do much, much greater things than we ever hoped to be able to accomplish when we were your age and your experience level. I alluded to the fact in my previous podcast that I think you know uh, the the podcast with uh, Guide to Planetship Part Three of is hunting is hunting conservation. As much as I'm frustrated, and much as sportsmen are frustrated with the political environment these days about all the activists and anti hunters diving into the the political arena at commissions and state governments and the federal level, I I articulated why I think that's the case, and and in many ways I think they are. They feel like cornered animals uh, that have the only option that they have is to just get nasty and vicious and lash out and try to just accomplish whatever they can accomplish in the short time that they might be able to accomplish it Um, because the tide is turning. I think more and more people do appreciate our way of life. Again, I don't agree with all that they, they stand for, but Stephen Ranella and what he's been able to accomplish on the meat eater uh, has been nothing short of incredible as far as ex- providing a positive exposure to the consumptive use lifestyle. Likewise, what Joe Rogan has done on his podcast and other people have done in their platforms to mainstream this self-sufficient lifestyle and the, the, utilization, the utilization of the natural environment as part of that self-sustaining, healthy lifestyle has been huge. So the, that I think the 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 general public is generally receptive to our way of life. But it's only going to be... So my point being is they're receptive to it. And so I think some of the animal activists and anti-hunters are fearful that they're losing the ground. And so because they're, we have very leftist progressive politicians and boards and commissions in place in certain states, they're going to go hard to the paint to try to affect whatever they can in those progressive environments and push the just just push that Overton window as far to the left as they can in the short amount of time they can. If we as sportsmen are better articulating our position, better articulating our ethics and our empathy and our passion and the reason why we do things, I think we will win the battle overall <clears throat> overall. So even though I'm upset and I and I am di- I am disappointed in what I the lack of what I see does not mean I'm completely doom and gloom and I don't think that we have a future. I think we do if we do it right. And I don't want to see the younger generation of advocates either sit on their thumbs and do jack shit all nothing like many of my peers did. Or worse yet follow the same damn stupidity and dumbassery that my peers did and just out of arrogance, ignorance, and the coupling of those two, 
completely screw us even worse for later on. I would rather you be wiser on the landscape than stupider. And there you go. So, I will endeavor. Sorry, <clears throat> my voice is going. I will endeavor to help facilitate more of a constructive conversation to that end. I will try, not guaranteed, I will try to limit my ranting, if you will, and guide my conversations in a more tempered but yet still impassioned, constructive direction. That's all I can say. I will try. I will try. <clears throat> all right. Interesting that my voice was starting to cut out, so I'll kill it now. Um, all right. As I mentioned earlier, thank you for thank you all for everybody that that has called um, all of the Instagram messages, all the feedback that we've got. Not just me, but Guy and Jim. I'm sure Aaron's going to get an earful. I appreciate your. Um, your intellectual engagement, period. Whether we agree or disagree or whether you have criticisms or not, I, that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. But I, I appreciate the intellectual engagement. I, I appreciate the honest engagement. So please keep it up. Um, I read everything that you send me, and many of them end up on a piece of paper as a note that I need to address later on in some way, shape, or form. So please keep them coming. <clears throat> please keep listening. Please keep sharing this, sending them to your send you know send your friends this way to, to listen to these these podcasts, these discussions. Challenge your friends uh, with some of what we talk about here. See what they say. Encourage them to send feedback as well. And um, yeah, this won't be all that we end up talking about. There's going to be a bunch of different stuff that we talk about uh, over the next. You know, weeks of this year. There's, there's all sort. There's a bunch of elk stuff that I want to talk about. So this isn't going to be the end all be all new direction of the Row Hunting Resources podcast. Podcast. This is a part of the discussion for now. But let's let's really tease it apart. Let's have some fun doing so. Let's challenge some beliefs. Let's make some people uncomfortable. Maybe even me. And uh, let's see where we come out the other end. Fair enough. All right. Thanks everybody. Till next time. Talk to you soon. And uh, God bless, be safe. <laughs>